CP3. Listen, it was a bad game. It was a bad series. It was the worst um, game of his it, career. That, no, let's, let's, let's go. It was the worst game of his career. The most polarizing, Ooh. fascinating, interesting debate show is live yeah. in the huddle. When you look at the NBA, what makes it a, a very, very good sport is that you know, you look around, you see guys each year trying to get over the hump, and sometimes they fall a little short, and they got to come again next year, right? We saw it with Giannis so many times, you know, getting bounced in the first, second round, then he wins the championship, then he gets bounced, you know, um, yesterday, and we see guys like CP3 that seems to always get to that point and then never could get it done, and then you see guys like Luca, just, you know, this team that comes out of nowhere and obviously all ahead of schedule, and what should be a contender process to now a contender process. And that's what makes the NBA great. And, you know, we're going to talk about the NBA and the games, of course. We got to break that down. But we also got some NFL stuff as well that we got to talk about as well. And, Zay, I want to start with you because you gave the whole world, including a lot of people watching the show, a philosophical lesson about what paradise means. Not that you said anything wrong. I mean, paradise is what you make it, right? You could be in the hood, in Compton, and that could be paradise to you. But I say for myself, me being on vacation, so, you know, I think paradise, being in a physical paradise sometimes can play into my mental paradise. You know what I'm saying? It can help out, you know, a little bit. And I think that's what it's doing for me right now. I feel refreshed. I feel cool, calm, and collective. And I can't wait to give my perspective. And that's just what it is. I pass that mic to you. See how you doing today. Oh, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little upset. You know, I think that everything, everything that transpired yesterday, it warrants a lot. And, you know, I had to kind of sleep on it and uh, let my thoughts brew and let all this kind of marinate for 24 hours to this day. And I, I can't wait to talk about it because it's all basketball related. So I'm here to talk some sports. It's going to be an explosive show as usual. And I'm ready to, I'm locked in, ready to go. So I'm ready, 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 ready to go. And ladies and gentlemen, as we are locked in, in the show, we locked in. I hope y'all locked in too. So definitely hit that subscribe button. Okay, and that like button. Smash that like button. Send it to a friend. You know, we all got our homeworks here on the show. You know, we all got our homeworks. You know, myself and Zay, our job is to deliver good content, come prepared and ready to work. And, um, you know, as a listener, I will hope that y'all will feel the need to send this video to multiple people, you know, a little homework assignment. We appreciate the love and support, but, you know, send this video to at least two people that love sports so they can get hooked on to that new content. Because why find something great and not tell nobody about it? I mean, that's what we're doing here. You got to spread the word. Ladies and gentlemen, the word is the word, and I ain't saying nothing but a word until we begin. The Suns get blown out by the Mavericks, 123 to 90 in game seven. Should we be out on the narrative? that Chris Paul deserves a ring. And Zay, do your thing, brother. All right, before I get into um, if Chris Paul deserves a ring, I believe that Monty Williams deserves to give that Coach of the Year award back to the NBA. He don't deserve it after what I just saw last night. It was absolutely disgusting. He couldn't get his team to play. They only had 20-something points in the first half. They couldn't get the offense flowing. It was disgusting to see how his team was operating. In the beginning of the fourth quarter, it was 92-50 to 50 at home. Phoenix Suns were playing atrocious on all sides of the ball. I don't know what kind of internal battles or the um, conflicts were happening at Game 7 in the playoffs when it's the most dire playoff to go further into the Western Conference Finals that you're having this late into the season. And uh, it's, it was it's disgusting. 
I don't want to even hear about it. Devin Booker, 11 points. Chris Paul, 10 points. Nobody could get it going. Nobody could get a stop. Luka Doncic with 35. Spencer Dinwiddie with 30. Jalen Brunson with 24. It was absolutely disgusting how the Suns team was playing. And I believe um, Monty Williams should hand over that Coach of the Year award to Jason Kidd. Because Jason Kidd knew what to do. He called that coach challenge early when they had the, um, the tip pass that they called the Suns ball, I do believe, in the first half. He called the challenge early because he knew he had all the momentum and he wanted to keep it. That's the kind of aggressive coaching that Jason K was showing in that game. He wants it all. He's not going to just lay down and be like, oh, we're up 20. Let him have the ball. No, I want the rock. We're up 20-something. I want the ball. I want to keep my team hot, keep my team flowing. He allowed his team to continue the momentum of just attacking their mismatches. It was beautiful to see. And, you know, Luka was having a field day. You know, there's a guy um, before the season started, people were talking about he needs to get out the first round. He needs to get out the second round. I'm tired of hearing the excuses, the injuries, yada, yada, yada. So now he's showing that, showing us that he took on the number one team in the – not just the West, the NBA. The number one team in the NBA took him on head-on in their home crowd and beat him out 40 damn points. That was an atrocious performance by this um, Suns team. I say 40 points because by the beginning of the fourth, it was over. 42, it was done. They, the Sun, the, the Mavericks didn't even need to play at that point. It was disgusting. I was calling for Chris Paul's jersey at the end of this game. They said if they lost this series, he needs to retire. After a 40-point loss like this, he definitely needs to retire. I don't want to hear about a quad injury, a hamstring injury, an ankle injury, a soul injury, a beard injury, a hairline. I don't want to hear about no injuries whatsoever about this damn series. He needs to give up his jersey, retire, and go off to the sunset. You had a great career, son, but it's over. Literally, son. Phoenix Sun, yeah, it's done. Your career is over because it doesn't make sense that you continue to play in this kind of level. Every time you get to the playoff, it's a new injury that you're not going forward. I'm getting tired of hearing it. We get tired of seeing it. You know, at this point, you had a great career. It's time to go. But to answer the question, should we be out of the narrative that Chris Paul deserves a ring? And I'm going to say yes. I think he had a fantastic career, and it would have been great if his career ended with a ring. You know who else had a great career? Camelo Anthony. And it would be great if he ended with a ring. You know who else had a great career? Allen Iverson. But it would have been wonderful if he ended with a ring. Sometimes you don't get a ring. And right now, you're out of your prime. Every time you get into the playoff, like I just stated, it's a new injury. It's a new excuse. It's a new something that stops you. There's young bucks are not stopping for you. You got John Morant in your conference. You got Luka Dodgers in your conference. You got LeBron James in them coming back up. You got Dame Lillard coming back from injury um, once, once he gets back and get his team revitalized with Anthony Simons in them. You got Paul George and Kawhi coming back. You got a bunch of guys in this Western Conference. And Chris Paul has the toughest assignment to get past all of these guys to possibly win a championship ring in the Western Conference to get to the finals. And then when you look at the Eastern Conference, you got Giannis, you got JT and Jalen Brown. You got the Knicks who possibly could be in that conversation six or seven years from now if they, you know, keep continue building their team. You got Trey Young in them who's building their team. You got... um. The Philadelphia with Joel Embiid. You have too many guys, too many young bucks that are rising right now and playing really great basketball at this particular moment. Especially, um, I didn't want to leave out Anthony Edwards because he could possibly be in that fray of somebody who could get up there if the Timber get his Timberwolves playing because he's playing at a very high level as well. I don't. I think the narrative right now that Chris Paul deserves a ring needs to end. We, I think we need to be out of it because one, he's not the game. The way he's playing is just not it. He shows up every four or five games or a 20-point game or a 20 or 15-point game at least. You know, this guy doesn't show up consistently enough for me to say, yeah, he deserves a ring. It's like every other game, he's just showing up. It's like he's just getting old. And it's like your talent at one point, we're seeing in other guys. It doesn't, it doesn't right now, you're not 
in your prime. You're not in your, your athletic peak, your physical peak to get these guys to a championship level. Devin Booker is still playing inconsistent basketball. And that's the biggest issue. I understand he's dealing with a hamstring injury. We get all that. But right now, between him and then DeAndre Ayton not playing at all is, is disgusting. And Mike, Michael Bridges wasn't available. It's just he needs to be able to play at his top performance to get the Suns to a ring. And I don't think Chris Paul is there anymore. I think he needs to call it quits. And I think we should all be out of the narrative that he deserves a ring. I mean, you said a lot there. You said a lot there. But um, let me break it down. So to answer, or should I say respond to your take as I'm answering the question about does CP3 deserves a ring or not? You mentioned Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he deserves a ring too. Uh, not so much because he chose the money. He chose New York. He chose the big market. He had his opportunities to um, chase a ring, and I think that that ship has sailed, okay? He tried to chase it with LeBron James his offseason, and, yeah, that was a mistake, clearly, okay? So he didn't deserve nothing. But anyway, as we get to the CP3, he's still a elite-level player. He's still going to be top three all time. I don't think this Game 7 tarnishes that. CP3 is what he is. He's going to be top three of all time. Everywhere he goes, the situation gets better. Okay, the Suns, they were a, a young team that played hard in the bubble, went undefeated in the bubble. CP3 chose that route to chase a championship by joining that, that group, knowing Monty Williams was going to be the coach, knowing they had a young rising star in Devin Booker. He chose the route to win a championship. So in that was respect, I have to give him his respect and say that he still deserves a ring. Like he... You don't feel complete without it. I think CP3, with all he's been through in his career, injuries, things and whatnot, and just terrible situations of life, you would not want to see anybody else win a ring other than CP3. Now, granted, we can talk about some of the games where he went Casper, including this one, and say that, yes, it happens to a lot of us. It happened to Giannis all these years. It happened to LeBron James all these years before LeBron James decided to join a super team. Okay, let's not forget that. I'm about to get real philosophical in here because um, a lot of people said LeBron James deserved the ring, right? When he couldn't do it in Cleveland, he was playing with um, Vera Jow and um, what's the dude, the other dude that went homeless? Um, I, I don't even want to say it like that, but I'm glad he's, he's good. Um, Delonte West, there we go. That's the name that's ringing in my head. All right. And then he decided to go to Miami. Okay. And win his championships, right? Kevin Durant decided to go to the Warriors and win his championship. So when you look at the landscape of some of these guys that have rings that went the easy way to get the rings. Okay. Then, you know, I think CP3 deserves it because he's, he didn't do it. He could have went to one of those teams. He could have went to L.A. a long time ago. He could have joined a lot of these guys over there in L.A., LeBron James included, to try to win a championship. But he decided to go with a young team so he could try to win a championship so it could look good on his record to say, listen, I led this team to a championship. And he led them to the finals last year. Of course, they choked in the finals. It happened. They made it there. That was impressive. First year to get to a, a finals. That's impressive. This year, obviously, I thought it was their best opportunity. You know, when you talk about they were the best team in basketball, when you talk about Mikel Bridges, second um, runner-up to defensive player of the year behind Marcus Smart, when you talk about Monty Williams, coach of the year, Devin Booker, fourth, they had their opportunities. But the NBA is as it's looking like football to me right now. It's looking like the NFL. And that's why I leave this, this Sunday, instead of looking at the negative, I'm looking at the positive. The NBA is just in a great space. 
Because I remember in the NBA for the better part of this decade, knowing who was going to win the chips. But now I can't even tell you from a can of paint who's going to win the chip because that's the NBA. And um, can the Suns get back here next year? Possibly not. Possibly. I mean, you do look at the rest next year. You made some interesting points. You know, Kawhi Leonard is going to be back. The Clippers is going to be a very deep team when he comes back, especially with the acquisitions that they made. You look at the Nuggets, guys going to get healthy. Michael Porter is coming back. Um, Jamal Murray is coming back. Anthony Edwards, D'Lo and the boys. I don't know about D'Lo, but Anthony Edwards and Cat, they going to be back. They got so many good teams. The Grizzlies, they are ahead of schedule. They going to be back. The Warriors, all their dynasty is not over yet. That's the fascinating part about the NBA, but the Suns very well can be back too. So um, it's not the end of the world, Claire. It wasn't a, a good – I'm not going to make it – pat them on the back I mean they get blown out of the gym in game seven you're supposed to win that game but um I still leave the narrative leave with the narrative rather that CP3 deserves a ring because at least he didn't cop out at least he ain't sell out to try to get a, a ring and, and do some snake stuff I still commend that it paid off for Giannis maybe it pays off for CP3 maybe it doesn't but at least he tried so I, I, I'll leave that there I do want to touch on the Mavericks though because um and I'm gonna let you respond to that in a second the Mavericks, I thought they came out with the first round knockout right out the gate. Game seven, hostile environment. And I always tell people this. I don't see no home court advantage in game seven. You know, um, maybe games one through six, home court advantage is a real thing. But come game seven, there's no such thing as home court advantage. It's about heart and who's willing, you know, to override everything. Injuries at this point in the season, um, just everything. Who got the most will? Right, and that was Luca, and that's why I took Luca in this game seven. I had the Suns in game six. I said, if it goes seven, I'm taking the best player on the floor, and that's Luca Dantich, and that's what he did, leaving his team out of bondage, just leading his team defensively. They've been very well, um, top ten defensive team in the league. Um, the playoffs been no exception. I mean, they were blitzing Devin Booker. They every shot that Devin Booker threw up was contested. Um, he was struggling. Mikael Bridges, oh, from three, from behind the arc. DeAndre Ayton got benched, I believe, after 17 minutes. Um, yeah, so the Suns do got their questions. Don't get me wrong. But I thought they lost to the better team that night in that game seven, which was Luka the Don and the Mavericks. Um, just to respond to that, Chris Paul take real quick. I don't think he deserves a ring. Uh, just for the simple fact that we forgot that when he left the Hornets, he went to the Clippers with Doc Rivers and them. You know, Blake Griffin, the number one pick, who was actually in the peak of his prime at that particular time, his physical peak. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who was at his physical peak at that time. J.J. Redick, who was also a shooter out there in, in the Clippers. You had uh, Karan Butler at one point. You had Jared Dudley when he was shooting 40% from the three-point line. You had Jamal Crawford when he was still at lights out. And that Clippers team, that Clippers team was arguably the best team in the NBA, combined with one of the best coaches in the NBA at that particular time, combined with Chris Paul. They were one of the deepest teams in the NBA at that particular time. And when you look at it, they never accomplished anything. And then he left them to go to the Hornets with James Harden, I mean, to the um, Rockets with James Harden. And then, you know, they never completed They never com um, completed anything. They were supposed to go to the finals at least. But at minimum, they had one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Didn't go anywhere. And then we look at him coming to the Suns. Okay, they went to the finals last year. No one anticipated that. And I commended him for that. I was actually one of the biggest supporters. Like Chris Paul is the reason why the Suns got into this point. And then this season, you only have a two-year window to win a championship. This is supposed to be the season because after this, it's not there. I said it from the beginning of the season. Once Klay Thompson comes back to this Warriors team, the Warriors are taking the West. 
And, you know, this season, the Suns looked like they were the competitive ones. They were, they were doing what they needed to do. This 40-point loss clearly shows I was wrong because it's a game seven at home. It's a winner-go-home game. This is where all everything you practice, everything you, you, you preach, discipline, everything in that locker room that you preach on a daily basis all comes to, come, uh, all comes to the forefront on this court. Last game, winner-go-home. It's like a college game. You win or you die, essentially. You got smoked out at 42 points. You're, you're dead. You, you're, you're six feet under at this point. The funeral ended. The wig's over. You're done. That, that, that was exactly what happened with this Chris Paul um, the collapse. And that's why I believe you don't deserve a ring because that's, that's disgusting. 40 points in the last game? That's horrible. I would say this because there's some holes in your take there that I'm about to exploit. Okay, like I'm from Detroit, but I'm not. We're going to talk about it right now. First of all, let's go to that Clippers team that you wanted to throw at me, right? And let's talk about the coach who was a good coach at the time. Okay, maybe perception-wise he was a good coach at the time. But what has Doc Rivers accomplished since winning that Boston championship? Look what just happened with him right now. So um, perception-wise, just like Mike Tomlin in the NFL, um, he's looked at as one of the good coaches of, it, of the NBA because he gets a job everywhere he goes. No, I mean, look at his record. I mean, the record literally speaks for itself. I mean, there's no argument to that. The record is the record. Number two, when we go to the Rockets, um, they traded for CP3. Okay, he didn't willingly go there. They traded for him to try to bless Harden with um the point guard. That's what happened. And are we going to skip over that OKC team? So I see what you did there strategically. You tried to skip over that OKC stint where he got that tanking team that was supposed to be tanking to a sixth seed. And they was like, oh, hell no. We're not supposed to be in the sixth seed. we tanking. Get him out of here. He's actually um going against our plans to tank. You forgot about that team too, right? So, um, yeah, Zay, um, yeah, let's skip over that part, right? Let's skip over the gut and let's go to and fit the narrative to win the debate. I respect the hustle, but it ain't going to work today, bro. Anyway, let's go back to um, CP3. Listen, it was a bad game. It was a bad series. It was the worst um, game of his it, career. That, no, let's, let's, let's go. It was the worst game of his career. Enter when enter this series, the guy was averaging 22 points per game. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I could be throwing a false stat out there, but I believe I saw that last night. He was averaging 22 points per game, okay? And the guy's 37 years old. What more are we expecting from CP3? I mean, We're expecting him to win the, day, the game. That's what we're yes, talking about. We're talking about an elite point guard. We're expecting him to win the game and not get blown up by 42 points. That's what we expected. But it was a team effort. And Devin Booker was struggling. Um, Mikel Bridges was struggling. It was All a right, team but we're talking about Chris Paul, the veterans. If we're talking about Chris Porter veteran, Chris Porter Hall of Famer, Chris Porter this, that, and the third, he needs to show up. We're talking about the point guard. That's what we call him, the point guard. He's supposed to be the guy who's, who's getting, spreading the wealth, getting his guys together, getting his He's guys not, to win. Listen, CP3 at this point in his career, and I'll just throw this at you, I don't think he's a number two anymore. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he deserves a ring. Because Larry Fitzgerald, everybody want him to win a ring, but we all know he's not a number one or two wide receiver in today's NFL. But that doesn't take away from the fact that we want to see him win a ring. He got to a Super Bowl before, too. But we want to see him in the ring, right? So, um, yeah, like I, I, I think when you look at CP3 struggles, that's more indicative of his age. He's still a small point guard, and he's not a number one or number two today. Because in order to be that number two, you have to be as aggressive, and you have to match Devin Booker. You have to be that one-two punch. And right now, I could, I could honestly say that CP3 definitely has lost a step, especially in this series. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I still think he deserves. NBA ring. I think, you know, this is, my, this is my last take on the Chris Paul before I get to your Mavericks take. Um, I just think Chris Paul right now, uh, Chris Paul in his playoffs, every, every every year in his playoff career, 
has been a new excuse on why he didn't get the job done. And that's something that be, be, that's something that's been documented, well documented within the media, within everything. He blamed Scott Foster for when he when he officiated officiated his games, and then that why he's losing all these games. He blames all these different factors, blames injuries, blames um they're playing too aggressive, they're not calling the right calls, and they, what all these different factors instead of him getting the job done. And I think that's something that's been indicative in his career, something that's being held against him because there are so many reports, so many of comments from him himself saying the game isn't officiated the same in the playoffs as it is in the regular season. And he talks about this constantly. He blames the rest for his um, unsuccessful playoff stints to get to a player, to our finals, or to win a finals in that case. When he was in, a, in a, against the Bucks, losing that fourth straight was disgusting. He had to finish the job there. He didn't get the job done. You should have finished the job when you was up 2-0 in the finals. Didn't get the job done. Fine. Next season, you should have a chip on your shoulder and get the job done. There should be absolutely no reason why you are getting blown out in game seven in a series where you were the heavy favorites to win in five. They were the heavy favorites to win in five. They get blown out in a game seven at home. That is disgusting. And it shows a lot because this is not the only Chris Paul team that has blown games and blown series where they were the favorites to win. I remember when we go back to the Clippers, people blame Doc Rivers for all of that stuff, right? People, when we go to Rockets, people blame James Harden and Mike D'Antoni for all that stuff. When does Chris Paul get the blame look at them now. <laughs> for any of this? Look, look at Chris Paul now. He just got blown off 42. It, it, when, when does he get the blame and say, you're not stepping up? You're not doing what you need to do to get this team to win. You can't keep blaming all these other factors and not highlight that Chris Paul has not shown up when his team needed him the most. It, it's getting glaring now. Now is really the lights is bright on him. Is like, why aren't you doing what you need to do, point God? That's, that's the question we have to ask. We can't keep the same age and all these different factors. We have to look I at mean, him and say, how are you not doing what you Let's need be real. Do? Let's be real here, all right, so I can come back at that. CP3 is known as a point guard for a reason. It's not mainly because he's this prolific scorer like a John Morant today, you know, like um, a Derrick Rose in his prime. He's not that type of guy. He's not a guy that's going to get you 30. He's not supposed – that's not his job. That's not his, you know, um, calling to get 30 and 40 and have these miraculous, you know, scoring. Every now and then, yeah, every now and then you have a turn back the hands of, of clock. Um, CP3, where he has a game like how he had against the Pelicans, I believe game one, where he closed them out. He's meant at this point in, career, in his career to have – Every vintage game every once in a while. He's known as a point guard, which is to get everybody else going. And at the end of the day, it comes down to them making their shots. If Devin Booker, if you this player, oh, he's the next thing. He's the next Kobe Bryant. Then you have to take on the game. What would Kobe Bryant do? What would Kobe Bryant do? Yeah, if he sees guys struggling. Give me the ball. I'm going to win the game. Ball is in my hands. The guy coming into the game with shades on, walking mad, strutting, and cool and all that. Because he messing with a Kardashian or whatever. Nah, he too cool for me, bro. He too cool for me. That's just what it comes out to. CP3 is a point guard. He gets guys. He looks for guys. That's that. And that's what I'm telling you. He's at that point in his career. We want CP3 to be like John Morant. No, he's 37 years old. He's not going to be that guy. So it comes down to other guys stepping up and doing what they do. And that's why it doesn't take, even though it was a disappointing series performance, it doesn't take away from the fact that I still think he deserves a ring. A lot of people is, like yourself, wants to see CP3, you know, um, be that guy mirroring Devin Booker as far as that one-two counterpunch 
um, you know, group their duo on the Suns. But CP3 at this point in his career, I don't. I saw it in the finals firsthand. He, he's not that dude to do that. And that's why Aiden got to step up. Why are we over here not talking about Aiden yet? I mean, we briefly touched on Aiden. I mean, come on, bro. You want a max contract. You must be mad max because you ain't getting that, that, that max over here playing like that. You came and played the fourth quarter. You had the biggest mismatch in the series. DeAndre Aiden could have won the series himself using his size when they was going small. What happened to Aiden? So, no, I'm not going to put all the blame on CP3. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching in the huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.